0: Hey there, welcome to The Tint. I'm your host, Scott Feldman, and it's time for yet another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. Is there such a thing as a finished aquarium? I don't think so. Uh, yet the aquarium hobby, or at least a good percentage of it, seems obsessed with this concept of finished. We're obsessed with getting there, getting somewhere. To me, part of the pleasure of an aquarium is working with nature, being challenged by her, adjusting, pivoting, and sometimes Waiting and that's what makes stuff fun. There is no finished. I mean, when there's nothing more to do but change water, tweak a few gadgets, and feed, is that finished? I don't think so. Have you ever gotten a tank to that stage where you're simply observing it and nothing else? What's that like? Because I've never been there. In four decades of keeping fish, I've never been there. It doesn't exist, in my opinion. It just doesn't. An aquatic display is not a static entity, it's not a piece of art that's done. It's, it'll continue to encompass life and death and all that stuff in between for as long as it's in existence. It'll keep doing what it does. Does it ever reach finished? Does nature? Of course not. There might be some competition between fishes, between plants or corals if you're in a reef aquarium that results in one or more species maybe dominating all the rest, maybe. Or perhaps diversity continues to win, with lots of different life forms eking out in existence in your little artificial microcosm, just like they managed to do for eons in nature. We don't have all the answers, and that's okay. However, we should enjoy those times when our tanks are just doing their things, evolving, and sometimes that's early in the, early on in the, in the, in the phase, and sometimes it's just every single day. Yet there's an apparent disconnect in the general aquarium hobby this desire to get to finished, whatever that actually is, as quickly and easily as possible. Like, why are we in such a goddamn rush? What's the point of trying to quickly get through all of the amazing stages of aquarium development en route to some strange and seemingly enigmatic destination called finished? I was wondering if it had to do with some inherent impatience that we as aquarists, or perhaps just as humans in general, have... A desire to see the finished product as soon as possible. Something like that. I mean, I guess there's nothing wrong with that, I suppose. I just kind of wonder what the big rush is. I guess when we view an aquarium in the same context as, you know, a home improvement project, uh, preparing a meal, or taking an algebra test, I can see how getting to finished is kind of important. But an aquarium? I mean, that's supposed to be a fun thing. And the journey. The journey the evolution of, a, of an aquarium, it's, it's a big portion of the fun. Yet I read tons and tons of queries on forums, on Facebook groups, on Instagram, asking about you know, such and such a technique or product to accelerate or circumvent the cycling phase of a new aquarium. It's a big thing for a lot of people. Some people spend all sorts of money and try just about anything in order to get some you know, get to some more advanced phase of their aquarium's existence just as soon as possible, as quickly as they possibly can. Now, in the botanical-style aquarium world, we talk so much about the need to be patient and to just enjoy your tank wherever it may be on its so-called evolutionary path. And this, sort of is, this is sort of fundamental to what we do. If you look at an aquarium as you would a garden, an organic, living, evolving, growing entity, then the need to see the thing finished or somehow further along becomes much less important than just where you are. Suddenly, much like a road trip, the destination becomes less important than the whole journey. It's about the experiences gleaned along the way, enjoyment of the developments, the process, Now, since the very nature of utilizing materials like leaves and botanicals will result in them gradually decomposing in water and not only changing in appearance, but influencing the water chemistry and the physical environment of the aquarium to a varying degree, it makes sense to view every aquarium as an evolving entity. I say evolving all the time to the point where you get annoyed, I know. But as an evolving entity, a botanical style aquarium requires some understanding and some patience and the passage of time. You can't rush this process and expect good results. You just can't. As I've mentioned before, like millions of times, when I'm establishing a new aquarium, I'm doing my best to facilitate the growth of what we call the microbiome. A microbiome, by definition, is a community of organisms like bacteria, fungi, and viruses that inhabit a particular environment. Pretty simple, straightforward idea, but these are microscopic organisms that do this. Now, sure, every aquarium has a microbiome to some extent. You may not see all the organisms which comprise your aquarium's microbiome, at least not all of them. However, you can be rest assured that they're present in almost every aquarium, especially our natural botanical style aquariums. It's important to at least understand this concept as it can relate to an aquarium. It's worth doing a little bit of research and a little bit of pondering. It's going to educate you, it'll challenge you, and it'll make you a better overall aquarist. In the you know context of this little podcast i can't possibly cover every aspect of this we've talked about it a few times and you can go back and listen to some of these but we can you know at least touch on the concept that's pretty fascinating and pretty impactful now many of us in the hobby are moving beyond just the pretty look of the botanical style aquarium and moving into a deeper stage of understanding how our systems function as miniature ecosystems this is really cool now, one thing that's unique about the botanical style approach is that we tend to accept this idea of decomposing stuff accumulating and remaining in our systems, right? We understand that they act to a certain extent as fuel for all this micro and macro fauna which reside in the aquarium and that they perform this function as long as they're present in the aquarium and unmolested. When you understand, really understand this concept, but a whole new world sort of opens up for you, really. The shortcuts and ways to accelerate the development of your aquarium have little value to you. Because they literally deny you the opportunity to watch your tank evolve. Yeah. Aquarium hobbyists have, by and large, collectively spent the better part of a century trying to create workarounds or hacks or whatever to work on ways to circumvent what we perceive as unattractive, uninteresting, or detrimental things. And I have a theory about many of these things, these processes that we try to edit, polish, or just skip altogether. I think they're often the most important and foundational aspects of aquarium keeping, especially botanical style aquarium keeping. It's why we literally pound it into your head over and over and over that you not only shouldn't try to circumvent these processes and occurrences occurrences, that you should embrace them and attempt to understand exactly what they mean for the fishes that we keep. They're a key part of the functionality. I've always been fanatical about not taking shortcuts in the hobby. In fact, I've probably avoided shortcuts to the point of making things more difficult for myself at times. Over the years, I've thought a lot about how we as botanical-style aquarium enthusiasts gradually build up our systems and how the entire approach is about creating that biome, just like what nature does. It works exactly the same in an aquarium. If we let nature do her work without excessive intervention or trying to edit processes, just be patient. Like really patient. I guess it's tough to be patient sometimes, but I'm having trouble, you know, grasping exactly what the problem is with this approach. Well, yes, it takes an obscene amount of patience to wait for our tanks to settle in, establish themselves and be just right for fishes, but let your aquarium settle in for a while, set it up, enjoy it, stare at it. Let it sit for a while, many weeks, if you can, to develop this community of organisms to assist you. Observe what's occurring in your so-called empty aquarium, when you see all that decomposition, that fungal growth, all that stuff, you can be sure that something is going on there. Your tank is coming alive, literally. I'm telling you, I have just as much fun looking at my so-called empty tanks as I do at my very established, you know, fully stocked ones. Worrying about the nitrogen cycling process is really kind of foolish in my opinion. And trying to conceive ways to circumvent natural processes is always absurd. Again, ask yourself why this is necessary. I mean, is it because you want to have your tank all ready for that party or to share it on the gram or because you want to join all the cool kids in the discussion forums? What's the reasoning? Just resist the hesitation. Enjoy the process. Understand that the nitrogen cycle is not just a phase. It's a process. It's an ongoing one that will function as long as your aquarium is in operation, as long as you don't mess with it or attempt to circumvent it. Stop viewing the initial break-in or establishment of an aquarium as some sort of barrier that you have to break en route to something more interesting. Yes, ammonia, nitrite, nitrate, all that stuff. Ah, chemistry, right? Science, black and white, yeah. Why add chemicals and stuff to try to speed up this process? I just don't get it. Why not just add microorganisms and other, other life forms to build up your biome? That's what you should be doing. You can add bacteria, of course. I've done this for years. However, when I act bacteria, when I add bacteria, it's for the purpose of building up the biome, not for trying to speed up the nitrogen cycle. Uh, Our product, our inoculant culture, which is purple non-sulfur bacteria, is really good at this. That's a little ad there, I suppose you might say, but like nitrofine bacteria, uh, purple non-sulfur bacteria metabolize ammonium and nitrite and nitrate. And they're not just important to the nitrogen cycle, though. They're also capable of what we call aerobic organoheterotrophy. That's a tongue twister, I know, but basically it's a process of removing dissolved organics from the water column, just like other microbes. This is really unusual for bacteria. They're also useful for their ability to carry out another unusual mode of metabolism. And there's another tongue twister for you. It's called anaerobic photoheterotrophy. Now, in this process, they consume organic waste while inhabiting, you know, moderately illuminated places like leaf litter beds and stuff like that. shallow depth of substrate whatever. They're very versatile animals or organisms, I should say. So yeah, I love these guys and and they're a key part of the little aquatic ecosystem. So I can't stress if you're not using my product, use some type of bacteria. Bacteria are really important or just let them evolve and to come to your system naturally. Add a bit of the old tried and true bit of sand or decomposing material from an established aquarium. It's just important to understand that your best allies in the case Uh, in the cause of establishing a new aquarium are bacteria and fungi, as we've talked about incessantly. Bacteria will arrive in your aquarium through a number of means, or on leaves, on seed pods, and substrate, and particularly if you're using that above-mentioned material from an established one. The nitrifying bacteria that we love so much are present in almost every aquatic system, even in a brand new aquarium, believe it or not. However, there simply aren't enough of them in a new aquarium to process the waste produced by a significant fish population. That's why we're always trying to rush this stuff, right? And of course, to grow the population of these beneficial bacteria, you need to supply them with their major energy source, ammonia. So what does that mean? Well, during the so-called cycling process, ammonia levels will build up and then suddenly decline as nitrite, you know, forming bacteria multiplying the system. Because nitrate-forming bacteria don't appear until nitrite is available in sufficient quantities to sustain them, nitrate levels climb dramatically as the ammonia is converted, and they keep rising as constantly available ammonia is converted to nitrite. Now, once the nitrate-forming bacteria multiply in sufficient numbers, nitrite levels decrease dramatically. Nitrate levels start to rise, and the tank is considered fully cycled, broken that initial cycle. Yeah, it's a little bit of a process. In summary, you could correctly label your system fully cycled as soon as nitrates are detectable, if they are, right? Uh, Or at least when ammonia and nitrite levels are undetectable. And this usually takes anywhere between 10 days to as many as four to six weeks, depending on so many factors. Now, here's a hint. In tanks with a lot of botanical materials like we play with, the process really occurs really quickly. Again, what's the rush, though? You still have your cool, nicely scaped tank filled with botanicals and all that stuff and developing a little microbiome. It's a lot to look at and enjoy, even before the fishes ever arrive in the picture. And again, confession, I I can't remember, seriously, can't remember the last time I tested for ammonia or nitrite in a new tank. Now, why is this? Not because I'm cool or nonchalant or whatever, because the enjoyment of my tank is not predicated upon getting through this initial nitrogen cycle and getting fishes in there as quickly as possible. From day one, I'm looking at my tank. I'm enjoying it. I'm watching life forms develop. I'm taking drops of water, looking at them under my microscope. There's all kinds of stuff to see. So for argument's sake, let's say you've been dutifully monitoring ammonia and nitrite for the first few weeks in your tank. You saw a little peak and now it's all clear to add fishes. We have at least, for the purposes of this discussion, established what we mean in an aquarium vernacular by the term fully cycled. So now what? I mean, is your tank ready to stock with a ton of fishes? (laughs) Is it done? Or is it just on a continuing evolutionary path, one which will result in changes over time, incremental changes in the ecosystem that you've established, but one which will keep right on evolving, slowly but surely, until you either get overzealous with cleaning one day and decimate it, or decide to tear it down for some reason? Yes, the evolution of your aquarium is a slow, continuous process, a dance. There's no finish line. So we need not impose one on ourselves. In my opinion, the aquarium hobbies created this artificial barrier about the establishment of aquariums. Yes, we've correctly, you know, emphasized the importance of establishing the nitrogen cycle in our tanks and understanding it. However, we've also made it a barrier to be broken at all costs so that we can do what? Add fishes? Sure. But again, is that the ultimate part of establishing the aquarium or just one of the many enjoyable milestones along the way? Again, I suggest that you embrace this period of time when your tank is sort of finding its way ecologically and just enjoy the process. Enjoy watching the life forms establish themselves in your little ecosystem. Celebrate the explosion of life, the bloom that occurs in all new aquariums. Don't take shortcuts to try to circumvent this process. To do so not only risks failure, but it denies you a front row seat to one of nature's true wonders. Yes, it's a slow, continuous process. It's an endless dance, but one that should be savored at every opportunity stay patient, stay observant, stay curious, stay educated, and always stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Feldman from and Aquatics. Thanks for spending part of your day with me, and I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tint.